welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 12th of September, 2023, and I'm joined as always. Who am I? I've, I should probably introduce myself first. I'm Ben, otherwise known as Biggest Benus, and I'm joined as always by Ed underscore Knights. That's me. Hello. Of Eurogamer fame. That's me, yep. Of Angry at Kenner on stream fame. Very much. And of inter uh, interviewing Ben Star fame. I think that's probably where and most you. people. Yeah, I mean that's true. We, you know, we both. That was a joint affair. It was. Don't. It wasn't an affair. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start rumors. I mean, if it gets views, who, who knows? Um, but yeah, well, those of you who are uh, currently not watching us, because we are on um, on YouTube, but we're also on Apple and or whatever they're called and Spotify. We're on all of these, but those that are seeing the video, they might see behind Ed is a GameCube game. Why do you have a GameCube game with you, Ed? They definitely can't see that. Well, they can't, but that was why. But that was me hinting that you should talk oh. about your game show and tell GameCube Wh game. Why? Why have you got Wave Race Blue Storm? It looks terrible. Because it's an incredible game. Incredible as in like, you know, people say, oh, it's great, but it's actually secretly shit. No. Okay. This is brilliant. I don't this remember. had the best water effects ever. Um... Oh, Wave jet, Race. Yeah, it's Jet Ski Racing. Oh, actually, I do remember this. Did it come out on PlayStation as well? No. Huh. Wave Racer, maybe? So there was Wave Race 64, oh, which was an N64 launch game. Yeah. And then this was the GameCube version of it. And I'm sure there was probably some sort of PlayStation knockoff mm. because this was popular. Possibly. But I it's, think I did it's play great that, because like the physics of the water are really realistic and you can dip up and down and... And and you've got to you've got to go between the buoys as they call them, which the is boys. quite annoying. The boys, yeah, um, <laughs> between the boys and the buoys. But there's then different weather effects and different levels of of wave that you've got to maneuver around as you go. And it, it, the the uh, what's it called? The sea level. Yeah, that's not what I meant. What did I the, think? The tide. The tide. That's the yeah. Word. The tide goes in and out, and so it sort of reveals shortcuts and things like mm. that. And um, as you race around, it's it's a really really fucking good game. Brilliant. Well, the reason I brought it up is because of pikmin should we just go straight in we haven't i was gonna say is that is that why you've done this yeah just i to mean get us in there obviously let's do this quickly because i am sweating my balls off yeah it's really really hot yeah it's like proper proper heat wave here in the uk yeah close oh it's very close isn't it Ugh, and oh, it feels close and muggy muggy is muggy and southern word as well muggy yeah yeah okay i didn't know humid ah it's clammy. very humid. It's very oh, it is clammy up in here, let me tell you. I know, it can smell it. Um, but anyway, speaking of uh, thick men, tell us. Pikmin? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> there were thick, there are thick men in Pikmin, the little purple chunky guys. Oh yeah, you got to meet them. Not so, not so small. Um, yes, Pikmin. One of the things I love about Pikmin is all the different treasures that you collect. And they are mostly normal earth household items yeah that could be found anywhere uh, in the kitchen or fruit or whatever else but nintendo love to sprinkle in some little bits of nintendo memorabilia they do and so when playing it on stream earlier today i discovered i can't remember what they called it some sort of silver disc yeah for like old yeah yeah some some ancient disc, thing yeah. and then i looked at it and was like that's wave race blue storm from the GameCube, I literally owned that game, and so you came running in with the actual, yeah. the actual. You, I generally like do remember it. I don't know if I had the. Box. I don't know if I had the game. I don't think I had the whole game, but I think I might have had a demo disc with it on or something. I love how small the discs are as well. Yeah, because yeah. it was because of piracy with the PS One, oh. <clears throat> and this the GameCube was Nintendo's first disc console, so rather than having cartridges, because cartridges are pretty safe, you mm. can't. Um, or at the time anyway, they were more safe um, than, than discs were, which could be easily copied. And so they came up with their own special discs, which would be more difficult to mm. copy, which is why they're really small. But it also meant that they couldn't hold as much data. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's why just the current cartridges that... Um, what are the, what's the current like capacity, capacity yeah, for the not Switch sure. cartridge? I think it's quite big, isn't it? Because it's one of the reasons why they don't go to CD. I wonder if the next PlayStation is going to be cartridge. No. They'd rather have that. like their two. But the thing is, like, eventually, all games, because they just grow and grow and grow. I remember when games were like a gig. Like one gig on a PlayStation 3. Like that was just the normal one. It maybe went up to five or whatever. 
But I, mean, now, I remember when they were megabytes, let alone oh, I gigs. know, Grandad, but like they, the ones that, but like eventually, or <clears> there won't be a single game. Well, there won't be, there will be some, but like there won't be a single kind of current game that fits on one CD. So how do they go around? Do they just not release them physically? Do they go, hey, it's two discs now? You know, it's collectors go and get it. Well, that's the thing. At what point do we have a digital, all digital console? Mm. I don't. I hope we don't. Because like, there's nothing like I do quite like sharing a like our consoles because we've uh, sharing our copies because Pikmin for example I bought it and you've been using it so I do That's like strange. sharing it like that I also like having a collection on the bookcase who knows maybe bookcases won't exist in the future books wow. will all be Kindles you just put a kit literally an entire shelf with just a Kindle on it yeah that's it that's your bookshelf hologram things that you can just put on but yeah no I think that yeah it's gonna be sad if that happens but and also, I mean, shops are just... Game is just going to kind of be... Oh, well, I think it's already been... Now. Yeah, it's, it's all been sucked up by House of Frasier. You have mm. to go into, like, the basement of House of Frasier to find a game these days. I think there are some on the, on the street, on the high street, but not many. Sad times. Very sad times. Anyway... But anyway, so Pikmin brings back all this nostalgia mm. uh, for all the little things you get, which is really nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very chilled stream. Was it, though? Well, it was, and I <laughs> thought, you know what? Pikmin is just such a relaxing game. It's pretty easy. You don't have to think too much. Um, you make it look you just, so difficult. You just potter, shush. <laughs> you potter around. You throw some little Pikmin around. They collect things, and you just you collect stuff and and solve some little vague little environmental puzzles. And it's just it's super chill. And then mm-hmm. then you go into one of the dungeons, and you go into a specific dungeon. Has an evil steamrolling Mr. X if you take too long. Yeah, that one was terrifying. Fuck that dungeon. I think I was playing him, I was playing that level for the first time when you were in and you were walking around. I was like, do not look at the screen, but this game has just become a horror game. Yeah. I think I don't know if you remember me. Honestly, no, I do remember you saying that. And honestly, like, you can hear, like, the music changes, you can hear the sound effects of this weird creature thing in the background and you're just like when's he coming when's he coming and then he comes and literally steamrolls all your pikmin i mean he also kills the enemies which is quite useful but if you're not quick enough he just ruins your day and and i was not anticipating that when i had a nice chilled relaxing stream and suddenly it became stressful as hell it's extra terrifying as well because he goes and like it's not just you that's escaping from him but you've got to like transport stuff from your Pikmin and they've got to go and transport yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they're like, do, 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 carrying like some heavy thing at like a snail's pace. And I'm like, chop, chop, we don't have all day. But for You're the first time today, you discover that item that makes them go quick. Yeah, well, I saw that there was that item and I've just never felt the need to use it. I and I <laughs> forgot what it was. And now I'm like, oh, now I see why we need to use that to be quick. <laughs> yes. Oh. But I love that level. That's what I love about Pikmin. Like all the levels are... So it's quite simple. It's just literally go and take these things and put them in your spaceship and you've got to collect them. But it just is constantly fresh stuff. Yeah. There's everything, even just like carrying a melon. There's like, there was a giant melon, I think it was. And I went to it and it was like, you need a hundred Pikmin to carry it. And I'm like, well, this is only the third level. And I think there are maybe four before the end. So how on earth can, like, how on earth will I get a hundred Pikmin? And then Okay, you unlock something later that means you can go and do it. Although I think you did it with Ochi, which yeah, I never, yeah, I never even thought about Ochi last time because yeah. I never use Ochi to carry anything because I just like to ride him. I bet you do. Yeah, the dickin. Um, or the chog. Oh, the chog. Yeah, don't chog on your dickin. No one wants that. <laughs> no, for anybody that doesn't know what that is. Um, so uh, Ochi is like a chicken cross with a dog. And okay, like, no, is no, it no. a dog or a ch- is it a dog or a chicken? No, is it a chog or a dickin? Ochi is a space dog. It's just that. He's yellow and has two legs. So you decided that he's a chicken. Yeah. He's a dickin. Sure. What's wrong with a dickin? Depends where it's gone. Um, yeah, I think one of the things you mentioned there, like it's it's just, it keeps changing all the time. It keeps coming up with fresh ideas. And yes. I think for me, that is that is the magic of Nintendo. I've got to, to say, apparently honest. the Mr. X steamroller guy, apparently he was on a previous one, Pikmin 2, maybe. I don't know. Apparently, but I, yeah, which I played and didn't, also have the GameCube disc next door. Um, not but I never finished it. No, yeah. I'm not stopping. Um, I never finished that one. I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't finish it. So I don't think I actually got to that to that particular level. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, for me, that's that's the Nintendo magic. And Pikmin has it just as much as Mario or Zelda or whatever else in the way that a Mario level can come up with one little idea of a platform and then it kind of spins off. And as you go through mm. the level, it comes up with new, fresh ideas on this one platform or one power-up or yeah. whatever it might be in Mario. And in Zelda, it's then okay, well, they come up with the powers, but then you've got all these shrines that are then using those powers yeah. in such imaginative ways. I feel like Pikmin is just as good as uh, just as good at that, of, of, of it being a really simple idea, but then they keep coming up with variations on it, be it in the different sort of dungeon, you know, caverns that you do, or there's the Dandori timed levels, or there's the night missions, mm. um, which I've now unlocked, which is sort of like tower defense, but with Pikmin... There are so many different variations on a theme that they come up with. Yeah. Um, which is just that for me is Nintendo magic of just the sheer creativity of what they can come up with, which I love. Exactly. I am exactly the same as you. It's that's that's when you've got a yeah, when you've got something and you can see that it's just really intelligently altered and coming up with new things, but based on what is the core magic then. And that's what I'm hoping that they'll do with the Switch too. I'm guessing that's in the news. Have you done the news? No, I was just thinking that. I have not actually come up with any headlines. So the news is going to be fun later. Well, I was we, we scroll through my phone. it for a moment. Um, <clears throat> no, we'll just do it live. It's fun. But yeah, no, like the Switch 2 and that, when we talk about that, it'll be interesting to see how they come up with something slightly new with Switch 2 or, because obviously they're not going to reinvent the wheel when they've created such something that's iconic. But well, it will be interesting to see how they keep that fresh. Mm. What do you think it should be called, by the way? What, the Switch 2? I mean, it's tricky because I think it's, I mean, look, we're talking about it now. I was going to, I guess we should say it for a headline, a but we're doing it now. Yeah, um, we're all over the place today. Yeah. So yeah, the, there's going to be a new switch. Um, I guess it will probably be quite similar to the current switch, the so. same hybrid idea. So I feel like they should call it the switch something. Um, Cause when the Wii U came out, they stuck with the Wii name, but it was kind of a new console and mm. people didn't really understand that. So like a lot of people didn't buy into it because they didn't understand it was the next generation. Mm. And I guess there's maybe a worry that if they call it Switch something or other, Super Switch, then people won't know that it's a new console. But yeah, I Super also Switch think just that sounds like a, a vamped up version. Exactly. And they'll think, oh, maybe we don't need to buy that. Mm. But if it is literally the next generation, then you need to make that clear to people. Um, you know what I think it should be called? What? Switch 2. Switch 2. Generally, and then there's a Switch 3 and then a Switch 4, and I, I think they should build on that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> then they can also have other items and other lines if they ever want to go down that route again. You know, they've, or they can have variations of it. You know, they've still got like the Switch 2 Lite or the Switch Lite 2 or whatever. True. I mean, Nintendo have never done a number on a console apart from Ain't the no N64. Time like the present. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always Game Boy Advance or Super Nintendo or whatever. Uh, I 360. Think... Switch 360. That's not a thing. Then, th then the Switch 1. Because Xbox went numbers as well, weirdly. Um, Yeah, well, then 360, series. I think, was was more to do with the bits. Was it? Because that's why... Was it? No. It's because it's a circle X. I don't know. They just probably thought it was cooler. It was the... Oh wait, was it 360 2000s. because they were trying to make a multimedia machine with, with I think so, yeah. everything else in it as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, because it had the... Didn't it have the... It wasn't Blu-ray, it was the other thing, didn't they? Because I think PlayStation yes. had Blu-ray yep. and they had like... Super HD, whatever. It wasn't like the hard HD drive or something like that, yeah. I, I don't know. But that was, yeah. Porn went to Blu-ray and Blu-ray won. And that is the only reason that Blu-ray won the battle. And it's true. There you go. Thanks, Sony. Thanks, Paul. Um, anyway, we're off topic. We were talking about Pikmin. Sorry, we went from um, Pikmin to Pawn. From Pikmin and not Pikmin Born. Pikmin to Pokemon. Um, Pokemon. No. Not even a chunky no, one? No, I don't. Not even a chunky one. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Anyway, Pikmin's great. Um, I have still, still not yet rolled credits. You have, but you haven't done the stuff afterwards, of which there is a lot. No, so we're going to be fighting that over might, that. I might do it, and then I realise, yeah, you had the yeah. Thing. So I think we're going to be fighting over that cartridge because we're both really enjoying it. Yeah, no, I want you to finish it and you play it, but hopefully, once you finish, once you've seen credits, you'll put it down for a little bit. 
Have a break from it, maybe. Good. Yeah, we'll good, see. Good. And they give you a chance. <clears throat> yeah. Because <clears throat> I want to see what it's like afterwards. Because people have said, like, oh, there's so much then. Yeah. No, there is meant to be a lot after credits. So it's going to last a long time. It's a very generous game. It just keeps mm. giving you more and more content, more and more ideas. It just keeps going. And it's adorable. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how they improve. Because I've got, like, 100 Pikmin. I've got the max. I've 100 percented all the levels in the main campaign. So the post-game stuff... Do I go for higher than 100? I doubt it. I think 100 is probably the maximum. I have no idea, though. I will I will report back when I do it, though. Please do. Because mm, i got some free time now. Do you? Yeah. Because I finished Starfield. Tell us more. I have finished Starfield, finished the main campaign. So, I mean, I finish. I think when we say When you finish, say finish Starfield, in inverted commas. I have seen credits. Okay. And I've done the main quest. Yeah, and it saying? took me 35 hours. In my this playthrough, okay, which I think is quite decent. Did you do much exploring? So I, um, I did exploring for the first twenty four hours. Um, like the first twenty four hours had a lot of kind of main quest and side quest. <coughs> Sorry, I got a bit of a cough. Um, do I will mute water. it next time. Um, I think the water's making it worse, but but I will, you know, wet your whistle, lube your throat. There we go. I love a good throat lube. Um. But, you know, the first 24 hours I did side stuff and I would, there were some quests that had quite a few like stages to it and those ones kind of grabbed me. There was one on Mars um, helping some workers that ended up taking quite a while to do. And it was interesting because the end, I think I've mentioned this on the last podcast as well, like the end of it didn't resolve the way I wanted it to. Um, but I think maybe on a second playthrough they do because I have looked that on New Game Plus, I won't, I will, if I do talk about New Game Plus, I won't have any spoilers um but like the new game plus apparently the level the level of the enemies doesn't change mm. which is quite interesting so there are areas on that in the so world map in I've theory seen. you're more powerful yes yeah. because you're obviously your level carries on yeah exactly um i don't i'm not going to say what else carries on but there's something that doesn't that i'm a bit annoyed at um but there were certain areas in there were certain star systems that said like level 75 and I'm like, well, I finished it on level, I feel like I was only like 29 or something or early 30s. So it was, yeah, it was kind of short when I went and streamlined the main quest, but I, I am totally fine with that. So the first 24 hours, yeah, I did side stuff and I think I did about six missions. Um, I'm not going to say how many there are in total because not that it even cares because it doesn't say like mission one, mission two or anything like that. But when I just was like, okay, I'm just going to go mainline the rest of the quests, uh, the rest of the um, of the game, it there was there was no like barrier saying you're too low level for this, whatever. You, I just kind of blitzed through to the end. So why did you decide to just mainline the quest at that point? Were you bored with exploration? Did you not want to do the side quests, or was it something about New Game Plus that interested you? Uh, well, I didn't know anything about the New Game Plus, but I generally I've seen people saying, "Oh, you want to get to New Game Plus? You want to mainline the game and then do New Game Plus because there's a lot more that it unlocks in that time, and you can, if you go and do all the side stuff in New Game Plus, then you get a more full experience or a fuller experience, and yeah, I can see that now. I don't think it's as big a difference as I thought I was ex as a, what I was expecting. But then again, I didn't do a lot of the side stuff in the game. Um, I didn't go and do all the like the relationships with your crew. I did some. I flirted with uh, Cowboy Man Sam, mm. Sam Cow, um, a fair bit. But we didn't, uh, you know, you didn't, didn't bang, didn't dick him down, mm. no. And but like yeah, so the, that side stuff maybe that changes things but i think in the future when i do go back to it which i will because i'm not going back to it straight away which i thought it might have tempted me to do that and i did actually start a second playthrough because i wanted to because like this i wanted to see how they introduced that second playthrough um but it doesn't make me want to go back and play it really it doesn't make me it's not making me want to go immediately play it again mm. like some games um it's good it's not an exploration game like that is the thing with Starfield. It is not an exploration game. It's not a game that aids you in wanting to explore places. All the side stuff and all the really interesting chats with people and like development storylines, they're all in the pre-rendered whatever main cities in the game. Mm -hmm. So you've got main cities. You've got like a big city that's 
akin to a base in Fallout or a cowboy western, you know, that kind of place that's falling yep. apart. Um, you've got another one that's this kind of cyberpunk neon city. And then you've also got your main, the main big New Atlantis, uh, the main area. Those three, there are others as well, but those are the three that I enjoyed kind of just exploring and got to meet loads of different people. They were like, I don't know, there's got to be about five people for every building there. So there's always someone to talk to. Often just chatting to someone randomly will bring up a quest line that you can go and follow. Mm -hmm. Or even if it's just like a little small quest. I think I mentioned it before. The guy who'd lost all the data for the for his clients when they were doing... In the the place where you can change your appearance, yep. I just started chatting to him and he'd lost his client list and I had to go and collect that and I had to go and hunt, hunt it down. It took me about 10 minutes, maybe five max. So that was just... Those are the kind of things I enjoy, but you don't get that on a random planet that's got nothing on there what they do do well when you go to these random planets though is you'll arrive and then there might be a mining base or there might be a weather station so there are these different things that are kind of populated when you land and it all fits in it all looks great but i they're just kind of yeah you can go in there you can probably kill a bunch of the enemies that are in there and you might be able to get some nice loot at the end mm -hmm. they're but they're not going to create a story Yes, I'm sure there are some that do. I'm sure someone will say, hey, there's actually, you know, if you do go to this place, because they do kind of point out where the highlighted ones are on a planet when you're going and visiting it. But I very much doubt that those are the ones, and that none of them that I encountered kind of gave me side missions or gave me something really interesting to kind of just go off in one direction to do. So it's not worthwhile to explore fully the universe? No, I wouldn't have any interest in doing that. Yes, you can go around and you go and scan a million things. And if you've upgraded your scanner, you don't need to scan as much to get all the data. And then you go and sell your data pads to a character. And then you make some money. But other than that, there's no real reason. Yes, they've got items so you can kind of mine for aluminium or water or whatever. But it's not really... It's just kind of, yeah, just resource farming. Hmm. And you can build an outpost. I tried to build one. I have no idea. I built one. It technically worked, but then I couldn't assign any crew there. And I think maybe there's, I needed to assign some kind of, I don't know, there must be a place where you can assign, like all, if you want to assign crew there, maybe they need certain requirements. I'd put quite a few things in it, but obviously it wasn't enough. But I wasn't quite sure what was going on. They didn't really explain it too well. Because mm. what you've said there is sort of what, concerned me a bit about Starfield and I still haven't started it yet um, and I absolutely will and I'm you know excited to, to play through at least the main quest hmm. um, I think what's great about Fallout and Skyrim um, which both games that I love is that it is one contained world that you can explore and so hmm. it's very easy to put the sort of random you know um, generated stuff in there because that is sort of entertaining you on your journey from one town to yeah. the next. But because in Starfield, it that is expanded to the universe, everything is stretched out so much, I guess, that you don't get the sort of wandering down the road and stumbling upon something because no, you're you just, just flying through space in a loading screen. Exactly, but you fast travel there. And that's the one thing that... That's the reason why I said it's not an exploration game because you can't just decide to kind of take off and then you, you are not fully in control of your ship taking off and then just going you know what, I'm going to go to that place. I'm going to go there. Yes, you can go and land and stuff, but it's just, oh, it's another loading screen. You know that it's going to be mm. generated as you're loading in there. And it just doesn't feel fun to go and do that. Yeah. Um, whereas going around the main cities, like New Atlantis and Aquila and Neon, these places, I'm, there are more, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Those ones just feel a lot more lived in and a lot more real and those side missions that are in the city like in neon it looks something out of cyberpunk and i imagine a lot of and those missions in there are very kind of cyberpunk vibes going and you know getting these kind of drugs and smuggling it from one place to another and they've got some certain things that's illegal to take out but you can do it all inside there and yeah that kind of thing um which they do really really well in those cities but yeah it's just those cities would have been great in one world yeah um which wouldn't have made sense for them so yeah it's well that's the thing like planets and you know with different solar system gives you a chance to have different mm. styles i guess within one game but then that's not consistent 
and yeah. you can't find a way to bring those together without yeah. just loading screens between them i guess um i mean my my feeling with starfield was that yes there's all this exploration extra stuff base building ship building all this kind of stuff all i want from that game is just a good space story mm. and i'm like i think i will dabble in some side quests as well but i will probably yeah. main not completely mainline the main quest but focus in on that predominantly that's because just as a space well as, in, as a game in general like mm. i like story games and i guess maybe that's the thing with starfield is that it has all these different ideas and you can play it however you want to play it mm. if you just want to play it as a story game you can do that which yeah. i guess is essentially what you've done is just play through the main quest yeah but well, does it well, does like it satisfy as a as a story game if you were to mm. play it in that way would that make a satisfying experience um I wasn't as impressed by the... By the time I finished it, I wasn't as impressed as some of the highs that I got in there. Because that's one of the reasons why I mainlined it was, yeah, I'd heard that you should go ahead, but there was also a bit that clicked in it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is really interesting. Um, so that part of it did make me want to get, make me want to find out what was going on. And then I kind of found out what was going on. And I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't like mind blown. Um mm. But there are some really cool moments in that main story quest. There is a level, which I'm not going to spoil, or a mission in there, that is pretty much taken. It's a very, it's a popular level, and it's a very, one that people have, you know, raved about. But it's it's one that people have raved about in another game that has been pretty much just copied. Um, oh. They've made a horror, like a slight horror version of it. If I won't say it, but if you go and play, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's like, oh, it, this is pretty much identical in what the mechanics are to another game and i'm like okay well they've seen the praise that that got so i'm guessing that they're now being like hey there we can do that as well and it was one of the most interesting levels of the game it's a bit like the pikmin it makes the game horror for a short uh, a short mm. while which i thought was really cool and there's also a really interesting choice at the end that um yeah because yeah you, you make a choice that's what i'm going to say but okay. like it's it's 50 50 what you can choose and i know which one i picked and i was very happy with the one i did but yeah, so I, I just wrote, I've got some notes here, but one of them was like, I can't see why anyone would go to hundreds of other planets unless they're part of a quest. You go to other planets, I imagine maybe if you go to certain places in the, in these like cities, maybe then they'll be like, hey, you need to go to this specific, like this specific place. But the specific place that you need to go on planets are often just an outpost. Mm. And it's the same old story. You go there, you kill everybody and you get the loot at the end. And it just, one thing as well, there's a few things that people have pointed out, which I didn't realize, but if you're locked, if, so the, they've got digipicks, not lockpicks, and they have different levels. They've got novice, pro and expert. And there's definitely an expert, but I, I think, oh, it's expert and then master. I think it's novice, novice, expert and master. But no matter what level it is, you don't get better loot. So you don't get better loot if it's an expert. I've never opened a master because I hadn't unlocked that, but like the novice and the expert ones just gave you the same loot. That's annoying. Yeah, so there's one where genuinely I unlocked this thing with my digipick and then there was a digipick inside. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> that was really good. Um, Obviously, I do like that you can use persuade to kind of change things. But things like there's Baldur's Gate 3 where you've got so many different types of interacting with somebody you can use this or you can do that with there it's like no it's i've only ever seen flirt but that's only with certain companions attack or persuade and i'm like well that's it persuade what is persuade yeah it, they're not they're not different types it's of the persuade. talking it's the talking route through the game exactly but it's just so simplified it's just like persuade mm. yeah so that one wasn't really good and speaking of like yeah flirting with people as far as i'm aware and what i've read there are only four people that you can romance, mm -hmm. which I'm like, what? Because there was a guy in my thing, and I'm trying to romance him, chatting to him all the time. Nothing. No. <laughs> um, but there are only four. And those four, as far as I'm aware, as well, if you want to go the pirate route, which I was like, I'm going to go and do the pirate route for a bit, which is the Crimson Fleet. Crimson Fleet are the pirates. Um, they're a faction. You can technically join them. Um, if you do, then you make a lot of enemies, I imagine. But the thing is, those, pretty much everybody in the, in the, on your ship will hate you for that. Including so the romance. So yeah, why would you do that? Unless, I imagine maybe there are some side, like some maybe some side characters that you can get who are part of the Crimson Fleet 
or maybe there's the odd you know bounty hunter i think there's somebody else that um you can pick up who doesn't really care what you're doing um and there's also a robot companion vasco who i guess will as well it doesn't have morals um but like the ones that you romance i'm pretty sure and they're, they're quite integral to the story you want them on your on your ship those ones are like they just get really angry and say i'm going to leave you and i'm going to go back to the lodge which is the uh, your base i'm like well why would you do that that just kind of cuts out so many of the really deep like deeply found characters mm. but maybe that's something like but then oh, it just doesn't make sense so the, i mean this is partly my my worry yeah. with starfield is that it's sort of a, a bit of a hodgepodge of just so many other ideas mm. and and styles and bits from other games bits from other space media um <sighs> that's all kind of just been pieced together in a way that doesn't necessarily feel cohesive it just doesn't need to be open world. I wouldn't mind going on a space journey. And yeah, have these planets that you go to. And yeah, you can go and explore different areas. Alike, I'm guessing, Mass Effect. Um, I was literally about to bring that up. Because I played like, the first one. I am begging for you to now continue with Mass Effect. I think maybe I will. And, can, I, can I romance more than four people? Um, there's not a lot of options in terms of romance. Mm. Well, I think there's more than four options. If you want to be gay, there's like one option, if you're lucky. Um, story in my life yeah sad times um but if i think there are more options otherwise but um i think mass effect is probably a little bit dated now in terms of its story but it is a more there are some open elements you can explore around of it but it's much more of a story driven focused game yeah combat is probably 10 times i haven't played starfield don't starfield don't quote me but i would imagine mass effect combat is 10 times better well not in the first one even in the first, first one the first um, terrible i really like it but Why? it's Weird. because I, yeah but, but starfield combat was fine i just had a lot of trouble with ammo because ammo is not you can't craft ammo as far as i'm aware you can't craft it uh google that you can't so you have to keep going back to certain places to buy it if you run out of it and then you're trying to work out which weapon's the best and i don't know it, it was causing me trouble i just didn't bother i didn't bother upgrading my suit or upgrading my weapons um but now I've got, actually, I don't think I do anymore, <laughs> but like some good weapons. Um, yeah, I don't think I do anymore. I guess you lost that in New Game Plus. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to know, like, cover your ears for no, like... No, I don't want to know either. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what you lose. No. Okay. Too well, much. I don't spoiled. You lose too much in the New Game Plus. All I can, that's all I'm going to say. There are things that you could put a lot of time into, and then the New Game Plus, they're like, yeah, you don't have that anymore. Um, so yeah, they're, they do wipe away a lot, but it's just like, it's pretty much like a brand new game, but with the higher level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's weird because I do actually like the game and the bits that I've played and like the main cities, but yeah, it's like, it doesn't aid with a free exploration game because you can't even go like the main city, um, which is new Atlantis. There are like four different areas and you have to go by subway with a loading screen for each of those areas. And it's just like so that, it's even, not even an open even, city, let alone an open world. Exactly. Even that old city, you can't go <clears> and just wander around it without having loading screens. Even there are even more actually, because there's certain areas you have to go by a lift, and then even some shops, like even some shop to go into the shop, you get a loading screen. The ammo shop that I went to, because I was, I think I'd rinsed I mean, one guy it from it. It all sounds like Mass Effect, but then Mass Effect is. Old. Normal to game, yeah. And I suspect that Starfield was started a while ago with with ideas mm. and ideals from the last generation. And it might look quite nice now, I guess, on a big screen. But gameplay-wise, it feels pretty last gen. It makes me kind of want to play Cyberpunk, which I know, yeah. You're, but like, maybe I'll wait for the new expansion and the quality I mean, of life that's updates. Like next week. So is that next? I wondered when yeah, that was. It's pretty okay. soon. I think it's the twenty sixth. Okay. Is is the uh, Cyberpunk DLC? Well, that's that play through a Baldur's Gate three, so I don't know if I'd want two really yeah, long games to play. But yeah, no, I <clears throat> genuinely I did enjoy what I played of it. The story did keep me kind of gripped until the end, and the side stuff is great if you kind of just stick to the main cities. There um, I was just given loads of side activities and loads of side stuff and faction quests, and you can go to mission boards and do like dog fights with, or at least you can shoot down some um like other ships that are you know you're fighting against um so maybe if i went and did all of those it would really flesh it out and make it even better but what it 
if you're wanting to just do one playthrough, I would recommend definitely doing all your side stuff. If you think, you know what, I want to get another playthrough, then, you know, if I'm going to be, be I'm going to be doing another playthrough and I want to kind of get my character at a really high level and I want to kind of go back and try different things, then yeah, go and just mainline it um, because then you'll know what the story is about. But I've heard like some new game plus has some very, there are some very interesting roles because new game plus is not the same as the new game. But apparently, like new game are, plus is not the same as the new game as the what? original game. Sorry. Okay. All right. Calm down. <laughs> uh, it's not the same as the original game. Um, it's not like identical. Right. So, so they've made changes. Yeah. Though, but I think it's random for different people. So some things are are different. Okay. Can we get one sentence to conclude your thoughts on Starfield? It is a solid seven out of ten. Sure. But it's not an exploration game. It's not a game. If you want an exploration game, go play Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky, maybe even a bit of Star Citizen. Although I haven't played that, so I, I couldn't. Well, I played a bit. You know. But it's it's yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There you go. That is the review. It's fine. I think that's a lot of people's opinion that aren't either, you know, hating on it because it's an Xbox game or kind of you know, using the case to clear up their own cum because they're just obsessed Xbox fanboys. And if you're watching and listening, then um, get yourself a tissue. Yeah. You can enjoy, you can play a game and you can feel like it's fine. It's quite okay to play a game, enjoy it, finish it and go, that was fine. Yeah. You don't need to absolutely love every single game or hate a game. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. Yes, you might not get as much attention on Twitter with by saying that it's fine, but it's fine. I mean, I the 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 only one thing I will say is that when you've spent like seventy quid on a game and it's expensive, and then you get to the end and think I didn't like it very much, that is disappointing. If I spent thirty five pounds, oh, sorry, if I spent seventy pounds and got thirty five hours of content from it and was like, you know what, that was fine. Totally fine. See how well, much these cinema maybe. is these days. For you, maybe. If I spent 70 quid on something and then was like, oh, I didn't think it was very good, I'd be annoyed that I spent all that money. But then that's when, as we said earlier, you don't have a digital console, you have a physical one, and then you can send the disc back and give it to somebody else. Or you play it on Game Pass. Or with this, you just play it on Game Pass and then it's part of a subscription. It doesn't matter. So you might as well dabble. I bought games before I, and I didn't enjoy them and I was fine with it. I bought games I haven't even played. Yeah, so I've been crushingly disappointed by games. It's not the end of the world. It's just a game. No! Speaking of games that you've been crushingly disappointed by, how is Sea of Stars? I'm not crushingly disappointed in the slightest. Quite the opposite, actually. Thank you. Um, yes, I was playing this last week. I have now finished it fully. Oh, everything. is there a new game plus? There actually is. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm not doing that. No. Um, yeah, last week I played it and... I had some reservations last week because I was a bit worried about the pacing. I didn't think the game maybe was as long or as in-depth as I thought it was. And I felt like the pacing was sort of sagging. And I thought, mm, this this isn't quite giving me what I want from the game. It's not quite taking me there. I was expecting a twist because it's massively inspired by Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. Two games from the 16-bit era on the SNES that are both known for having big twists in them. Um, I won't say what the Final Fantasy one is because I know you haven't played Final Fantasy VI. No, I want to eventually get through it. So I won't say what the twist is on that. And Chrono Trigger isn't, isn't a specific twist, but it's a twist on the gameplay because it's about time travel. And so it jumps around different time zones and you get the chance to freely switch between them to solve puzzles. So you go to the past and change, thing, change things to amend the future. And so it has all these different clever twists within, within its branching paths. And that's why people love Chrono Trigger. So I really wanted Sea of Stars to have some sort of twist to it that was just a cool idea. Um, and eventually it did, it did get that. It plays with RPG tropes and it plays with your expectations a bit. And then it kind of, it does eventually go where I wanted it to go. And I was like, yes, this is cool. Um, the music is also just phenomenal throughout. 
So it's worth playing just for the music. And yeah, I fully, fully finished it, which means getting the true ending. So to get to the normal ending is maybe 20-ish hours, 24 yeah. hours, something like that. And the ending is not that satisfying, I will say. Mm. And I think some people have been maybe a bit disappointed by that, but then they realize, oh, there's a true ending. Now, the true ending, the stuff that you have to do for the true ending, I did before I finished it for the first time. But to get the true ending, you have to complete it once already. And then the game continues from just before that sort of last battle to give you a chance to go and do all the other stuff. I just did all the other stuff first. Okay. But that collectively took me about an extra 10 hours, I would say. So it added a lot of extra content. Did it make that final, did it make that boss easy actually then the first time you played it? If you'd done all the extra stuff? I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Because maybe the ending's different. Maybe. No, I mean like the first boss, if you've done all the side stuff, I'm guessing you've got all the XP you need. and. Um. Well, maybe a bit, yes. Because it involved getting, you know, the super, or the, you know, the top level weapons for each character, mm. which yes, I had. Um. So maybe, yes, it was a little easier because of that, but not massively. And the way that leveling works in this, you need way, way more experience points um, to level up mm. as as you jump up levels. So where I'm at, I can't remember what level I was by the end, but it's like you need thousands and thousands of experience points to 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 move on. Yeah. So you're not necessarily like ten levels above; you're maybe mm. three levels above. Okay. So it's not that big an increase. Um, but what I would say is that if you're into well, if you're into RPGs, especially if you like your sort of retro games, you absolutely have to play this. If you really like it, I mean, if you're a bit half-assed with it and don't like it that much, then fine, just do it once and be done with it. Mm. Um, if you really like it, I would say it is definitely worth doing all the extra stuff yeah. to get the true ending. Does the extra um, stuff have story in there? Is it yes. quite a lot of lore in there as well? Yes. Okay. So essentially, um, you haven't really finished the story unless you do the extra bits. It's like each of the ca- your companion characters has an extra bit of storyline to like wrap up their story and essentially gives you their sort of ultimate weapon. Um, and there are some other super bosses as well that you can go and you can go and kill. So you get a lot of extra stuff, but it's mainly for the story. You get yeah. some really good story stuff. Um, there is an extra, extra bit at the very end, which I would say is not massively worth doing, mm. but I did spend an extra hour doing it which is essentially aimed towards Kickstarter um, backers because the game was put on Kickstarter and that's where they got all their money. So it's something specifically for Kickstarter backers, which is a nice, cute addition, but is not, for the average player, is not really worth doing, but definitely aimed for towards the true ending because it's definitely worth it. And it's, yeah, the game, I've, I've ended up absolutely loving it. It is definitely one of my favorites of the year. I think I'm definitely going to have to finish it if it's yes. going to be in our Game of the Year conversation. Yes. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, well, should we go and look at the headlines? I'm going to go and pause well, it a sec while people you find it. Let's I do need see to what refilm. other people have been playing. Oh, we should do that, shouldn't we? Yes, we should do that. I was about to film. Well, yeah, you go do that. Well, I now need to scroll back through. Um... We can pause. No, 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 I'm fine. I found it, I found it. You don't want that pause button? No, we can just keep going. It's all good. Right, Riley. I've been playing Sea of Stars on Game Pass and I loved it so much, I bought it on Switch to play it on the go. I'm loving everything about it. The music, the art style, the combat, the story. It's such a good classic RPG feel. I've needed a game like this for a while and I'm so happy that I decided to check this out. Agreed. Agreed. Sea of Stars. Brilliant. Chaddy. After seeing Ben play, I decided to start a new playthrough of Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, I got to winter in Stardew. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's going to be a game I play off stream now. And I think it's just going to be like, I should probably play that tonight. A little cozy kind of farm yeah, building. Absolutely. It's a nice relaxing sit on like a Sunday afternoon with a cup of tea on the sofa and just play it and enjoy Six it. Six hours without realizing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also because, yeah, you play obviously from the first day of spring right until the end of winter. I feel like that first year is you just kind of like learning and planning and working out what's good. And then now I'm about to get the second year. Oh, well, I am in a few weeks. And then I'm like, okay, now I need to plan everything. I need to know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Because so. you know what 
what veg to plant. Yeah, and, and I know stuff. what the efficiency is, and then I'll, I'll, I can actually make a sprinkler, so I don't need to go and spend half of my day watering the crops and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, nice. So Charlie says, I have a week left of full year one and really enjoying it. Everything is coming back to me, but I've had to use the wiki for a few things. I'm on track to repair the bridge, bus stop, and unlock the greenhouse year one, which I've never done before, so it's going well. Did you do that? Uh, not year one. Okay. I usually want to make an aesthetic farm, but that goes out the window quickly, especially year one when you are just trying to make money. Yep. I'm already farming level 10. Is that good? I don't. Uh, I think I'm like nine, actually. Okay. I know I haven't played Stargy, so I, I don't know. I think, it, I think 10 is the maximum. Nice. I think. Really enjoying it, though. Hopefully I can make my farm look a bit more presentable after winter. That's your aim as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we've got Randy Pasta. This week I've been playing Starfield. The first six hours are slow going and made me dread this is what the game was. What This is what the game was. Genuinely true. But then everything opens up as you start to explore the galaxy and just hooks you in. Todd Howard's... Todd Howard was right when he said you cannot play for just half an hour. The combat feels slightly better than expected with an improvement upon Fallout 4. The outpost building is fine and really is only needed for getting more resources. It's yeah. an enjoyable game that will only get better as mods start to be released. That's when I'm going to go back to it is when they've got mods. Because like the map, for example, is atrocious. Um, I mean, there isn't a map. It's not even kind of a like a level map for the, like the height because it's just random dots. Um, but people have already, I think, modded in various things um, already. So yeah, once that's been added, it's going to be great. Also, I've got to say that it runs incredibly well um, on Xbox. I've been playing it on the Series X. It has been like, obviously it's 30 FPS, but it is, I think it's 4K, 30 FPS. Absolutely solid. The only time I've seen a dip was when I was in Aquila City, Aquila City, um, the entrance area. I think everybody will notice that, but genuinely it's very 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 solid uh frame rate and See, when it doesn't change whatsoever and it looks really good fine i'm okay with that i have to say i have absolutely no interest in mods and i think it's interesting that they exist mm. and it's interesting to see how people change a game but it's just not something i have any interest in for me partly because i don't want to break my computer and like try and put a mod in by programming it and mm. doing something weird in the code and ruining it but like i think well, they're going to like support it. Bethesda have their own little things oh, where you can download it. And it's not like a mod. It's more like a DLC. But that they're still annoys it. me because I feel like I'm buying a game and I want that game to be a complete package. And I don't want Bethesda you to turn Bethesda, around and you say... You like Bethesda games then? I've played Bethesda games. I know what they're like. But I, don't, I want them to create a complete package for me as opposed to being like, oh, well, we won't do that because models will just come in and change it afterwards. No, do your fucking job. Are updated like themselves. Really, I just, I just, I don't want to put a mod in to have to make a game better. I think a game developer should do that themselves. Great, but maybe their idea maybe of that's better is not the same. For example, Stardew, the fishing game is quite stressful and a bit annoying, so people have modded it to make a better one. Maybe that's what he wanted it to be. Hmm. Who was next? Um, right, the news. Oh, we're going on to news. Is that what you're doing? Yes, I'm wow. finding the news on my phone. Brilliant. Um, so firstly, um, I'm going to be working from today backwards because that's the way I'm going through the website. <laughs> but uh, the next batch of PlayStation Plus games, including leaked. a game that you need to play. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I think I know which one. It's your favorite number. 13 Sentinels. Aegis Rim. Yeah. It's, I mean, I say that and I've not finished it, but I played a very, I played a good 20 hours of it. So um, it is brilliant. And it's, it, well, it's. Time traveling, visually novelly, random robot battle. Visually novelly. Yeah, it's got visual novels, but it's kind of you go along a timeline, and then you realize you're at a dead end, so you have to go back and then make a different decision to go along a different timeline, and then sometimes that will unlock an answer that means you can then unlock the previous one and go further, and then your goal is to kind of get to the end of that chapter. So it's really cool. There's a lot of like time travel. This art is stunning. Um, then there's random like mech battle type things. I can't remember exactly how it was, but like, yeah, you're playing these giant Gundam type things in this mass battle system that doesn't feel like any other, like the main part of the game. It's, it couldn't be further from it, but it is brilliant. You would love it as well, I think. I think you will really should be hooked to that game. I'll, uh, I'll download it and play it in a year's time, maybe. 
Um, there's also Neo Replicant, which is the remaster of the first Neo game from a few years ago. I had really good things about that. Yep. Uh, Star Ocean, The Divine Force, which was a uh, RPG that came out last year, which I don't think did very well, but it's probably okay. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization VI, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, and Unpacking, which we love. Our game of the year. Yeah. From last year? Indeed. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that is some rumoured PS Plus games. Um, there's been an update to Armored Core 6 as well. So if you are just starting it, um, they've made some adjustments to some of the weapons. So they've basically buffed them to make them more powerful. And a lot of those weapons... What? Do you know that? Yes. And a lot of those weapons are weapons that you get quite early on. So I think the idea is to maybe sort of rebalance the early game a bit and make it a little bit easier because some people have been really struggling with that. I did say, do you know that? Because somebody was well actually you Well, they earlier. can well actually me as much as they bloody well like. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read it. Um, <laughs> Starfield is very popular. Who knew? Um, it's had six million players. Six million. Within the first day. So it's going to be even more now. Mm. Um, so that's across Game Pass and PC and everything else. Um, also on Steam, it has now overtaken Skyrim in terms of its concurrent Steam numbers. Um, like so it's right still now. really popular on Steam. Yeah. Um, it's currently at three. Its peak was three hundred and thirty thousand seven hundred twenty-three. Uh, Skyrim's was two hundred eighty-seven thousand four hundred eleven. What was Baldur's Gate? Five. Uh, Baldur's Gate is oh, like. Oh, hang on, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Cause it's in the article. Um, the only thing with this is that obviously when Skyrim came out. Um, it was a few years ago now. So Steam has obviously grown. So in terms of proportions, maybe Starfield isn't quite over mm. Skyrim. I mean, the fact that Game Pass exists now and it didn't during Skyrim, for those, also so true. that also affects it. Um, it's still behind Fallout 4, which I think is the highest count for a Bethesda game, which is 472,962. But I wonder if they count the people that play on Game Pass plus the ones on Steam, like the people who are playing on PC Game Pass are playing through no, the Xbox No, this is purely Star. Steam. Yeah, but if they counted them both together, it's probably going to be higher. Because obviously Fallout well, wasn't... that's how you get your six million, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But not at the same time, not concurrently. No, no. Um, you asked about Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate has a higher uh, concurrent rate on Steam, which is 496,598. So close. Uh, 496,598. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate is, uh, is the fifth highest or most played game on Steam. And Starfield is six, so just behind. Still good. Uh, Mario Kart Tour updates end next month. Mm, is that going to be in time it's for the mobile game? Do you think then maybe with the new Switch they'll release a new Mario Kart? Well, of course. The thing, I mean, they'll definitely release a new one. But DLC will... Um, the DLC packs for Mario Kart 8, the last one will be at the end of this year. And that's been sort of tying in with Mario Kart Tour mm. because they've had the tour tracks coming in. So that's basically all wrapping up at once. Um which leaves it open for a, for a fresh start. Yeah, if everything's wrapping up. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like it, it has to be. It, Metroid Prime, like the new Metroid Prime 4 and Mario Kart as like launch titles. I feel like that would actually... Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm scrolling back, but that's another thing is that there is rumoured that there will be a Nintendo Direct this week. Um, there were rumours going around on the internet and rumours about what's going to be shown which includes potentially an F-Zero game. You would lose your shit. I will you? absolutely lose my shit if that's, if that's the case. It's pity it's at three o'clock in the afternoon, so. Yes, well. Um, but now it's been spoiled for you. What, is there Wind Waker? I don't think that was mentioned, was it? No. There was something that was like MP times two or X2 or something, which I, people think might be Metroid Prime. I, the thing is, like, yeah, they put that code as MP X2, and it's either Metroid Prime three and four, like two games, three and four, sorry, not three and four, two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, that Because obviously they released Metroid Prime Remastered, but Metroid Prime two and three remastered. So it could be two of those. Or the fact he said X2, it could be Mario Party 12. Because I think technically it would be the 12th. Well, if it is, if they finished on Mario Party 12. What was in the final Switch game? Yeah, that they announced. Because that was the last on the things that they, this person, this alleged leaker had said. They can't do a Mario... We've already had two Mario Party games on the Switch. We don't need another one. Metroid Prime makes more sense, even if it's just two and three together, because that will then be a nice build-up towards Metroid Prime 4, which we all know is coming at some point, but will hopefully be 
a Switch 2 I I think hopefully will be a Switch 2 launch game. Now they've never the only console they've launched with a Metroid game was the Switch OLED because it came out at the same time as as Metroid Dread, which to be fair with its sort of dark alien uh world and whatever yeah, they made me looked, play it. looked great on an OLED. Um, you should play it. No, I should. I played um, a little bit and I hated it. Because you don't have taste. Just don't um, like those kind of games. Not all games for everybody. FIFA, you should play some FIFA. I'm just poking the bear. Shut up. How dare you call um, me a bear? <laughs> I'm a... I, I don't know. Let's not go there. Um, so, whether they will launch Switch 2 with a Metroid game, because no. Metroid isn't as popular as Mario and Zelda and whatever else, but it would also be more of a sort of core audience rather than the the wider, less gaming audience. No, they want to launch with the biggest fanfare they can for it. So, I mean, it may be Mario, I think Mario Kart and Metroid, that would balance it out nicely. But they've got to do, they can't just release it with a Metroid game because people are like, no, it would flop. I don't think it would flop. I, they I think it would get, it would get a decent number of people, of like people like me, who, yeah, but you they know, need, the sort they of need cool, more than just well, the yes, nerds. I appreciate that, Ben. Yeah. But they'll get there. It's the launch. They get, yeah, they need to make a big fanfare at launch. And the Switch is Switch 2, I think, is not going to be a huge upgrade. It w Well, it will be, but it's not going to change dramatically. It's not an entirely new console. I think it's the same idea and whatever. So I'm hopeful that they will make it backwards compatible. In yes. which case, they've then still got all of the mainstream games that you can still play on it. So they want to focus on what is going to show off the graphics and the power of our console. Mm. And a Metroid Prime game is a very good way of doing that. As is the Mario Kart. It's not. Um, the new Zelda. Anyway, the reason we're talking about this, this for the final headline, which we've essentially spoiled, is that Nintendo at Gamescom were demoing Switch 2. Because we heard that as well. Well, we can't. We, we won't talk about it. Um, oh, we but there were, about it. No. But there were rumours uh, that were flying around, which is what's been reported. So, yeah, apparently Switch 2... Demo kits are around there for developers to understand not what it's going to look like, but how powerful it is and what, what the capabilities Camera. are. Camera. Well, that is massively rumoured. Yeah. Um, and also, camera is not a big deal. I don't care if there's a camera on my console. No, but maybe it'll have Twitch integration and people can stream directly from the Switch. Do you think Nintendo are going to allow that? No. They've had their cameras before. Pocket Eye, remember that one? The eye pocket, whatever it's called. Well, yeah, and then the and the Game Boy one, which had a the game printer, printer. Oh, that was amazing. There you go. The best thing ever. Um. So yeah, Switch Two potentially. There's you know people saying it might be out next year, which I think is about right. Um. You know they've had Tears of the Kingdom as this like massive game towards the end of the life cycle. We've still got some stuff to come. We've got Mario RPG. We've got Super Mario Wonder. Next year, there's the Princess Peach game, which I suspect might be their, Nintendo's last one. And then there will be, hopefully, Switch 2 with Metro Prime 4. We will see. I still, that, that, they're not going to launch with that game. It's just not big enough. I beg to differ. It, it is for nerds and like people that have grown up with Nintendo, but they want to appeal to younger people. They're not going to get... They, they, they need don't to, have to at this point. I know. It's you, the start you of the console. That. You want to go... But like the Switch launched with Zelda... That's the big thing. And 1-2 Switch. Metro Prime will be the 1-2 Switch. They need another. They need a big, big seller. Metro Prime will not be the 1-2 Switch. <laughs> I love the little twig in your face when you realise what I just said. You stop trolling me and end this podcast at this point. Uh, look, we've not even done an hour. This has been... Uh, what we've raced through. We have raced through. I think it's because we didn't really speak about what we've been doing. But let's talk about what we're doing this next week. Wazd. Oh yes, we're going to WASD this week. We are. We're going to WASD and which, if you're not familiar, is a is a games convention in London, um, predominantly indies, but some other stuff as well. Um, I guess they do it twice a year now because we went to one earlier this year. Yeah, I don't know if they're just if they've changed it now to kind of autumn or if it is autumn or whatever. They've changed maybe they've changed it to September, and they couldn't wait a year and a half, so they're like, oh, we'll just do two. I, it'd be interesting to see next year what it is. Maybe, but there's also EGX next month. So they are mm. competing with, directly with EGX. Yeah, and I just remembered actually, no, Gus, also, I, I think it might be too ICA then, Gus. They usually do it with the uh, the BAFTAs as well, because that's part of like London Games Week. Mm -hmm. So maybe they are doing two, which is fine. You know, the more the merrier, yeah. the more the better. So we will go to that. I'll be there on Thursday. We've got the industry party Thursday night. It might be there Friday as well, um, but not too late. Saturday, I think I might avoid. Well, Saturday we're out. Oh, yeah. Why are we out? 
we are going to Kupocon. We are. Which is also London. Yes. Uh, which is a Final Fantasy convention for fans. I guess it's not official. It's just put on by fans for fans. Um, and there are quite a few voice actors there. Um, ben Starr is there. And some of the 14 lot are there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go to that, which should be fun. That'll be fun. It will be. And, yeah, we'll see what that's all about, because I have no idea. No, I, I honestly Literally don't know Ben Starr was like, hey, I'm going to be there when you come along. So we came along. No, we will. We will. Um, but yes, and also I have launched Dream It, Beat It, which I should probably talk about as well. Tell us about your work, Ben. Yeah, tell about my job. So I work for Great Ormond Street Hospital Charity, which is a children's hospital in uh, London, like the biggest one in London. And uh, one of like the, like usually the sickest kids in London and often around the world. In fact, it's well over a thousand each year from abroad come to London. Um, is there like a last resort? Like I think someone said that Great Ormond Street Hospital is you never want your child to go there, but if they have to, you wouldn't want them to be anywhere else. So they are currently building a, in fact, they haven't started it yet. It's about to, um, they're building a ch new children's cancer center and it's going to be this world leading children's cancer center with, you know, the top, like absolute, the best facilities for kids who have to be there, maybe there for a long time. Um, and also there'll be some, a lot of research done there. So it's going to affect, and it's going to help people all around the world. And in October, we're going to hopefully have the biggest streaming event, um, a streaming fundraising event in Gosh, which is Great Ormond Street Hospital. Gosh's um, history. And it's going to be called Stream It, Beat It. And all of the money will go, all the money fundraised will go through, uh, will go to the Children's Cancer Centre. So it's all completely for that. And yeah, if you want more information, just go to gosh.org slash stream. All that we're asking is that you just do a stream for us and you fundraise for us. You can do a lot of streams. You can do one stream. You could just, you know, you could dedicate an hour. You just do, do a podcast online. Whatever you want to do, just set up a, a fundraiser. Do it on Tiltify. It's probably the easiest way because there's lots of um, integration. And I've got some how-to guides, especially I've got a few more coming uh, that I should just remembered I need to go and put together, but I'll do that next week. And um, yeah, as soon as they have been, as, yeah, as soon as October starts, hopefully people are going to be doing some fundraising. And if you've got any cool ideas, reach out to me go to uh, biggest Benis one on twitter feel free to dm me my dms are open you don't need to be i don't need to be following you for you to dm me um or just just message me any other way but i will happily help you and give some more yeah and, and just hear what you've got to say if you want me to give you some ideas or you've got want to you know make some suggestions or you just want to go and do it just set it up then uh yeah feel free to reach out nice i'm gonna do it as well i need to think of something you are and we've got like a should we say about our joint thing? Well, it's exclusive on here. Sure. We, um, well, you and I are going to have a joint title between us. So we'll be streaming separately, um, but raising money with a joint title between us. I think so. And I think we might do it separately. But then we'll. Well, just, but if we. Okay, we'll, yeah, we'll put we'll together. Be doing, that's what I mean. We'll be. Um, we'll have a separate yeah, fundraiser. We'll, we'll be putting it together. And if we hit a certain amount. We're not going to say exactly how much it is, but it's going to be quite high because I don't want to do this. Then we are going to do a joint stream with Aubrey Wodonga and Donut Heart. Mm -hmm. And they will put us into drag. Mm -hmm. Which Ben really, really doesn't want I to I would do. feel incredibly uncomfortable. I like watching drag. It's great. But this is not something for drag. No. So. Well, we'll see what, what Donut can make of your face. But... It will have to be a very high number. Yeah. And if we don't reach it, we don't do reach it. it. <laughs> hmm. It will be. Okay. But that will be at the end of October, hopefully, if we've raised enough. But yeah, now I've got lots of plans. I've got horror streams with Alien Isolation. Got a baking stream, which I haven't told you about we're going to do. Oh, okay. Uh, they'll be on like a random Saturday or something. Am I telling you how to bake? No, we're doing it together like last time. Oh. And... Then, yeah, they're just like, yeah, any other ideas we'll come up with, we'll do that. Um, and that's just us. You can do whatever you want to do as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So thank you very much. If, yeah, if you're interested, go to gosh.org slash stream. That's gosh.org uh, slash stream. You might need to put www dot if your browser's old. And because uh, that's like the one on my work computer. And uh yeah, just go, you can click on, it tells you all the information there and there's a button there that'll take you to the Tiltify page where you can set up a campaign. And if you do, feel free to send me a message and say, hey, I've just done this. Um, and I will 
add you to my email list and I'll send over all the things that you need. Nice. Hmm. And when are we back? Uh, well, we've got Inbox next, well, later this week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the next podcast will be up next Monday. We're a, little, we're a day late today just because of things. Stuff of the weekend. Yeah, my mum was here on Sunday, so we'll go back really late after walking about 12k. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we were in no fit state. All right. Where can we find you, Ed? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on social media, or you can see my writing on Eurogamer.net. And I'm Biggest Benis on pretty much everything, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, whatever, but I am Biggest Benis 1 on Twitter. Nice. Thanks all, right. all for listening and watching. Bye. See you next time. Bye.